No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon on assignment in Chicago. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and that assignment is eating steak on Rush Street. Well, I mean, that's, that's how you get your strength up to make your assignment. I mean, you know, come on, Tony. So your assignment is what? It's watching Northwestern against Wisconsin. Northwestern, Wisconsin. Big, 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 big game tomorrow. Right, and you're reporting that for who exactly again? The Wilbon Tribune. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Kobe watches LeBron. The Rockets make a big bid for Jimmy Butler, and it feels like a do-or-die night for the Dodgers. But we begin today with the Houston Texans having their best game of the year at the expense of the Miami Dolphins. Houston scored 44 points. They were led by Deshaun Watson's five touchdown passes. In fact, Watson had one more touchdown pass than he had incompletions. This was Houston's fifth win in a row after some people like you, Wilbon, buried them at 0-3. Can we now take the Texans seriously? Tony, yeah, I certainly more seriously because Deshaun Watson looks like the kid who was out there last year right. for the first half of the season before he got hurt and had to miss the rest of the season. Now, he's going to lose Will Fuller, who you saw trotting in the end zone on that long pass. And that's that's a big loss for the Texans, Tony. But when you have a franchise quarterback playing this way, we've seen this with a young quarterback this year, of course, in Kansas City. When you have a young franchise quarterback, you can depend on to put Big points on the board, no matter who you're playing, and he looks like he's back there. Yeah, you got to take Houston serious. So I'm going to take you back a few weeks when a bunch of teams were 0-3, including Houston, I believe, and Arizona and Oakland. And we had a question on this program, can any of them come back? And you laughed and you said none of them can come back. And I sat here and I said, I think Houston can come back because I think they have talent on both sides of the ball. And you looked at me and said, you're an idiot. Nobody's coming back. I don't remember saying nope. that, but I'll give you all nope. credit. I'll presume you're right on so this. So that's you why did. I actually thought that if they had lost the fourth game, and I believe that was to Indianapolis, that they might have fired Bill O'Brien because they had a squad on both offense and defense. Yeah. Now, they've won five in a row, and they're not the most of impressive group of people that they have beaten. But Miami was at least four and three going into this, and they scored a lot of points. And Watson, he's got it. He's got evadeability. Like, it would, there were times, Mike, you watched that game, yeah. he appeared to be totally cornered, and then suddenly he was out. Well, he's he was out. out again, Tony. And again, you know, look, last year, I'm not, he was not as prolific as Mahomes has been this year. But we saw Watson do it as a rookie. We saw him That's do right. it with Tom Brady, like That's Mahomes right. did last year. We saw Watson do that. And now, look, it takes you maybe a half season to come back from an injury like that, a half season of playing. So he looks pretty darn good, and I'll give you credit Thank you. for giving him the benefit of the doubt. Thank you. The Lakers got their second win last night, their first at home. LeBron James, their great new star, had a triple-double. But early in the fourth quarter with the Lakers down six, fans began chanting, Kobe, Kobe. As fate would have it, Kobe Bryant was himself courtside watching. Kobe later praised LeBron, saying LeBron was already part of the Laker family. Wilbon, will Kobe's endorsement calm the LeBron waters? No, 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 no. One thing calms the waters with Laker fans, and that's winning. Look, 
I like to get on all the people along I-95 because I mean, Philly can be as obnoxious as most any place and just get tired of New Yorkers. I do as sports fans and patting themselves on the back. But, Tony, there are no fans more smug and annoying than Lakers fans. And the only thing that will calm them is winning. And the Lakers can do that. They won't win enough for the fans this year, but they'll be on that track. They'll get there, but I think because Kobe gives his blessing. So LeBron is essentially chasing someone he can never catch. All right. In LeBron, terms of number of titles, look, it, it, just all the aura, the aura. Right. All right, my friend David, who you know very well, who's yes. been out in L.A. for forty years. Wow. There are three gods in L.A. Just three. There's Sandy Koufax, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. That's it. That's the list of actual godlike figures. LeBron has maybe three years of quality basketball. Well, Kobe had twenty. That's Kobe had and twenty all in years. LA. And all in L.A. Yeah. So even if and Kobe's been good. Kobe has, has, has put his arm around him. Yes, but, he has. But even with that, when LeBron misses two foul shots, I mean, well, oh, Kobe would never miss. Kobe did miss them, but oh, Kobe <laughs> would never miss them because Kobe has a stature that LeBron can't get to out there. Yeah, and look, he Kobe's had- been an exemplary ex-Laker. He has been. I mean, he's there in Southern California. He says all the right things about the team and who's on it and all that. And he's seen and, you know, that's great. One thing will satisfy Laker fans, Tony. And let me tell you something. Not satisfied relative to Kobe. Just satisfy them, period. That will be winning. They're going to have to get near that 50-win mark you suggested they're going to get to. And I disagree with you. They're going to have to get near that to calm the waters. Mike, I'm just saying at LeBron's age, he can't win enough to ever be there with Kobe for those people. Not relative to Kobe. No, No, no. Tony, we haven't talked about Jimmy Butler in, I don't know, five, six days? Three. And I know you're dying to, so let's jump right into this offer the Rockets reportedly are making to Minnesota to send the T-Wolves essentially the maximum allowable four number one draft picks in exchange for Butler. This deal would stretch the compensation over seven drafts. I think that's a max two, and the Rockets would then get a third all-star and some quasi-version of a super team. It's a big headline, Tony. But is this a deal either team would be wise to make? Let me ask you this question. Are they going to get a better offer than that? Are they going to get anything like that? They're not. They're not. You think that's a great offer? They get no players in return? Do you think that's a great offer? I'm not sure it's a great offer, but I think this is a situation. I think this is a situation where Jimmy Butler is toxic and they have to move him. Now, if if you are the Rockets, you want Jimmy Butler. You want him. Yeah. Because yes. Jimmy Butler gives you two things that you don't have right now. One is a defender. Yeah. James Harden is not a defender. And two, he puts you in a position where you look like Golden State because you have wing players who can shoot all the way around. And maybe you say in your mind, I can beat Golden State. And if I can't beat him this year, maybe I beat him next year if they lose players. So I think, I mean, I think if you're Minnesota, I think you take this offer because you can package these ones down the road to another team. Yeah, but apparently, Tony, from what we've read, and if there's no lottery relief, that helps you make the cash in the pick now, not right. keep pushing it down the road, not that you can push anything down the road over seven years. Look, Houston would get in Jimmy Butler a guy who's a two-way player, a great two-way player. And by the way, Tony, I told you the two teams I thought would slip this year, slip, not crater, slip, 
Philadelphia and Houston and the Rockets. And I know Harden's had, had a boo-boo and, and Chris Paul as well. Th- those guys don't look like so far the Rockets of last year. So you get Jimmy Butler. Yes, it strengthens your team in a yeah. number of ways. But you better sign him in the offseason. Well, he is a native Texan. Native Texan. So you, you figure you would. You better sign him. You better keep that roster together because you ha- you, you're hamstrung. You can't make any future moves as it would pertain I mean, I to ju- picks. I just think if you're Minnesota, and I know that if the Rockets are good for a few years, these picks are 18, 19, 20, 23. They're not great something picks, like that. I know, but sometimes this works. Look what Boston did with Philadelphia. You know, sometimes the Nets, you know, sometimes it works to stockpile picks because there's some other stupid team yeah, out the Nets, there that's willing you know, to take them. They were involved in that thing. This, I don't know. You, you think this deal's going to go through? Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Okay. I don't, because I don't think there's a better deal out there. The World Series continues tonight, now in Los Angeles, where the Dodgers are down 2-0. Not only do the Dodgers face a superior opponent so far in Boston, but they face an uncertain future. Manny Machado is expected to leave as a free agent. Clayton Kershaw and Young Jin Ryu are also free agents. Wilbon, is there more than the season on the line for the Dodgers tonight? Tony, I know when you look at potential free agents, you say, oh, wow, you could lose, I mean, you know, half your, your starting staff. I mean, and that, that, that's a lot of wins and a lot of star power. I, I get all of that. But the Dodgers, the Dodgers, you know, they can actually go out and get free agents to replace departed free agents. You know, Grinky left after a couple of great years, and, you know, they, things kept moving. So I, I'm not going to say this is doom and gloom, by the way. The Red Sox are going to have Martinez in the outfield and yeah. Benatendi on the bench. I yeah. don't know, given his clutch play, how I feel about that. But, no, I, I don't think – I'm not going to sit here and say the sky is falling on the Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't no. believe that. No. Manny Machado is going to leave, and Corey Seager, right, comes back. Yeah, and they he's get Corey Seager. So they knew that was going to happen. Clayton Kershaw is not going anywhere. Well, you don't know that He's now. not going anywhere. Uh, Clayton Kershaw has a chance to be, next to Sandy Koufax, the greatest pitcher Texas ever Native. with the Dodgers. The only thing be he's, like Jimmy Butler, go what, somewhere else in Texas. No, because it's 75 every day in L.A., and it's a team that can pay you a lot of money. All Clayton Kershaw has to worry about is getting his fastball back up to 93 and not 90 where it is right now. The Dodgers are a very attractive team with a a lot of money to spend that has won six straight division titles this year it occurs to both of us that they're getting beat by a better team yeah. they won 92 games the other team won 108 they've had a very good season i don't think you ever have to worry about what is going to happen to the dodgers because their past history shows how much they're willing to spend money so i don't i, I mean to me i just don't worry about this there is some sense that if kershaw if this is his fastball and you can sit on it and hit it, then you wouldn't then, want him. You can let him walk. So you go get another pitcher because yeah. it's, you know why it's attractive? Who just signed there? LeBron James just went there. It's yeah. nice every day, Mike. I, you know, Tony, I, again, I just named you a guy who left the ace and you just glossed over because you didn't like the example. Grinky left. I understand and, that. And Arizona but he is, was is a formidable Kershaw. team because, in part because of him. They're not a great team, not as good as the Dodgers because they lost out in the division this year. But I, he could leave, and the sky still wouldn't be falling because they're the Dodgers and they have the wherewithal to replace so, big stars. So let's get to the immediate question. Do you believe that this series goes back to Boston, that they win at least two? No. Woo. Let's take a break. I want the Dodgers to get back in this, but I don't know that I see it. Coming up is once high-flying Georgia likely to lose for the second game in a row. We're going to ask David Pollack who played there. We'll also ask him about those skeptics who wonder whether Alabama 
is really as good, good as it's looked. So you got five or do you have four? Do you have a sweep? No, I got five. I, I can't see the Dodgers getting swept. Okay. But, but the Red Pardon Sox the are The interruption is brought to you by Nissan. Innovation that excites. How do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. A middle-class kid worked his way through college. An entrepreneur, Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. We've got some very intriguing college football games tomorrow, so we decided to bring in someone who actually knows what he's talking about, our good friend from College Game Day, Mr. David Pollack. Let's start with this. You're in Jacksonville and it looks beautiful for the, the biggest game this weekend, number nine, Florida. Number seven, Georgia. Georgia has had two weeks to ponder its loss to LSU. How vulnerable are they to Florida? Well, Florida's a really good football team, so obviously they're going to be vulnerable. And I think when you look at this offense, they've kind of forgotten a little bit of who they are. Last year, Georgia was a football team. They made no bones about what they were going to do. It was going to be Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle and a physical offensive line, and they're going to run the football, and they're going to hide their freshman quarterback, Jake Fromm. Well, I think you fall in love now because you got Miko Hardwin and Godwin and Ridley and all these toys out wide. I think they've, they showed in the LSU game they want to throw the football and you want to use these toys. Well, I think they're going to get back to what they do best. And what they do best is run the football. Holyfield and Swift are two guys that are the same type of guys as Michelle and Chubb. They're physical. The offensive line is still physical and nasty. Florida, when you look at their weaknesses over the past, you know, several weeks of the season, susceptible to the run. They're smaller in the interior on the defensive line. So I think, um, Georgia's fix in their bye week is running the football more effectively and I think you'll see freshman quarterback Justin Fields get more playing time because he can do the same thing. He can come in and run the football effectively and especially the zone read. Um, And Jake Fromm coming off probably his worst game of his career. Well, David, there's a pretty big game in the ACC as well. Number two, Clemson at Florida State. The Seminoles were dreadful starting the season. What, if anything, has changed for them? They've definitely gotten it back together. And, and kudos to Coach Taggart because people were talking in the beginning of the season like, oh, my gosh, we should bury this team and we should fire Willie Taggart. Well, not so fast. They, they've they gone faster. They've started to simplify things. I think the offensive line has played a little bit better. But defensively, guys like Greg Burns have been just nuisance and playing in other people's backfields. And he's a guy to watch. Watch number 99 when you watch this game against Clemson. It'll be the best defensive player they've seen. He's quick. They, they get in tackles for a loss, getting more production from that side of the football. They spanked Wake Forest last week. That's not anything that's, you know, we're pointing to that's going to make this a great game. But man, y'all remember a couple years ago, this was the game. I mean, Clemson, FSU in the ACC every year with Jimbo and Dabo and Jamison Deshaun. Like, this was the game that 
that we always look forward to. Not as much hype this season, but Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, that offense is daggum humming. To go along with the defense playing well, now Trevor Lawrence going on the road as a freshman quarterback. Does he make a few mistakes with that fast physical defense and make this game close? That's what, that's what we're looking forward to. Dadgum humming. God, I love that. That was great. Number six. <laughs> number six, Texas has won six straight. They play at Oklahoma State. How seriously are you taking Tom Herman in Texas? And I add parenthetically, they lost to Maryland in the first game of the year. <laughs> but they've but since then they've won six straight, including beating Oklahoma. 48-45 at the buzzer. So I, I, they've they've rallied and gotten it back together. Texas is a team that knows who they are. They play decent defense, not great defense. Um, they run the football okay. Their play-action game and uh, with, with Ellinger has been really, really good. Here's the thing about Texas. Here's why Texas is in a bad spot to me. You're playing Oklahoma State, who's obviously lost way more than they're used to. They're not flowing like they used to. They're, they're, they're underdogs or they're, they're, they're beaten down. Everybody's telling how bad they are. This isn't even going to be a ball game. They're at Oklahoma State's at home. And now with Ellinger, his shoulders banged up. He can't run the football. He's not going to be able to run the football as effectively, and they're not going to be able to rely on him as heavily. Oklahoma State rushes the passer. Number one in the country in sacks. They got 30 sacks on the season. This is going to be a very, very competitive game. This could be one of those games that we talk about at the end of the day where Texas could possibly get upset, and now you're talking about the number six team in the country going down. Who's next at seven and eight to come up and be right in playoff contention when the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday? So scratch that blowout, Tony. David has no blowout in that game. Let's talk about two teams that aren't yep. even playing tomorrow. Number one, Alabama. Um, number four, LSU. Both have a bye week to get ready for next week. I think Alabama is the only great team in the country, but there are a lot of skeptics out there about Alabama, David. As you know, people who think, ah, they haven't played anybody. Are you one of those skeptics? No, absolutely not. Whoever those people are, they they ain't watching college football because I I understand what you're saying. And we can talk about who you're playing or not. Just turn on some Tua tape. And and you just watch this kid. He's a a left-handed Russell Wilson. I mean, he is unbelievable dancing around making plays but also being able to kill you from the pocket and their their pass game and their offensive efficiency is better than it's ever been to go along with so many guys that are so good at wide receiver and running back and offensive line and you know defense is uncharacteristically giving up more plays it doesn't matter because now guess what nick can do they can be even more aggressive because if they give up 21 it doesn't matter but they put you in bad situations Alabama's legit. The only concern I have for Alabama is Tua and his knee. That's the only concern. Jalen Hurts, yes, you're going to tell me. I know he just had surgery this past week. He's the backup quarterback. Jalen Hurts ain't Tua. You've seen this offense go to a stratospheric level because of Tua Tungavailoa. He is the guy, and he slid in the Missouri game a couple weeks ago and had to take himself out. That's my concern, his health, his knee. He obviously tweaked it. It is a problem when you talk about a guy like that that likes to scramble around, dance, make magic. If he's not healthy, they come down to the world of maybe possibly beatable. With him healthy, that world doesn't really exist. Thank you, David. That was wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. You can catch College Game Day starting tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern. Let's take one last break, but still to come, should the Rams really be such heavy favorites over the Packers? And Jerry Jones has an early review of Amari Cooper. Dad gum humming. How great was that? That's great. 
David David went straight back to his Georgia roots on daggone humming. He we, went we didn't back say there. that on Long Island. Did you say yeah. that in Chicago? We didn't say that. On the south side. Happy time, people. Happy 21st birthday tomorrow to Lonzo Ball. Not bad this year. Better than last year. Averaging 12 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 41% from 3. On a side note, we have not heard one word from his father since LeBron, LeBron James arrived in Los Angeles. Thank God. Wilbon, you like Lonzo Ball, right? A lot, yes. I think he's going to get better and better and better. People expect him to be great immediately. Give him a chance. He just turned 21 for crying out loud. Happy anniversary, Ben Roethlisberger. On this day four years ago, Big Ben completed 40 of 49 attempts for 522 yards and six touchdowns in a 51-34 win over the Colts. That's the greatest single passing day of Roethlisberger's distinguished career. The Colts come out of, I'm sorry, the Steelers come out of a bye week on Sunday against Cleveland, seeking to do better than that tie they had with the Browns in the opening game when Roethlisberger had five turnovers. Wilbon, you would lay the eight and a half, wouldn't you? I don't know what that means, but Tony, do you think in Pittsburgh people think Roethlisberger's career is as great, if not greater, than Terry Bradshaw's? What do you think they think? No, because Terry Bradshaw had four. No, not yet. Okay, just check. Happy trails to the Thunder's 16-point halftime lead. Oklahoma City fell to 0-4 last night, losing to Boston. Russell Westbrook in his second game this season, 0-7 in the fourth quarter with three turnovers as the Thunder folded. Paul George may want to reconsider that self-anointed playoff P nickname, as at the moment, Oklahoma City is on pace for zero wins and no playoff appearances. Only Golden State among the teams in the West will not have a struggle in the Western Conference, but Russell Westbrook will get his legs, they'll be fine. All right, let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. The Rams favored by nine over the Packers. What do you expect? I don't care about the points. I expect the Rams to win that game and maybe even narrowly, Tony. Jerry Jones says Amari Cooper has been as advertised in terms of his conscientious at the work ethic. You care about that? I'm glad Jerry cares about that. What I care about is the fact that you don't care about the points. A hundred million people care about the points. I don't follow the pack, big boy. The Raptors can move to 6-0 and with a win tonight over the Mavs. Do you like their chances? You not tell me how many they're laying? Yeah, they're going to remain undefeated in Toronto after tonight. The unbeaten Pelicans are averaging a buck 32 per game. How many will they get tonight against your Nets? I mean, they're not, they're not my Nets. My Nets were on Long Island. I would have said 145 because I don't really think the Nets are all that good. I don't. Last one, Phil Mickelson says some of his side bets with Tiger could be 50 grand on whether he makes a putt. Come on, you're interested in this. No, I'll be watching something else. I'm not watching. I told you that already. Really? We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'll come to your house if you're paying for the telecast. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. You can